You're listening to ReachMD, and this episode of Heart Matters is sponsored by Novo Nordisk. Here's your host, Dr. Matthew Sorrentino. Welcome to Heart Matters on ReachMD. I'm Dr. Matthew Sorrentino, and here with me today to discuss the role of nurse practitioners and other advanced practice practitioners in the management of cardiovascular risk in patients with type 2 diabetes is Elizabeth K. Bolton-Harris, who's the chief advanced practice provider in the Division of Cardiology at the Center for Heart Failure at Emory Healthcare. Ms. Bolton-Harris, welcome to the program. Thank you very much for having me. Glad to be here. To start us off, can you tell us about your role as an advanced practice provider uh, at Emory? How do your responsibilities differ from other specialists when it comes to managing the risk of cardiovascular disease in patients with type 2 diabetes? Sure. So here at Emory, I'm an an acute care nurse practitioner. And so I work on the inpatient heart failure service. And so we deal with a lot of patients who have an advanced heart failure. So as far as me working as a nurse practitioner, along with my physician assistant colleagues, we all work together on a team. And this team is primarily uh, with physicians, cardiology fellows, and medical residents. And so what we do is we go in and we assess our patients who have heart failure, whether these be consultations that we're getting patients for new diagnoses and or having uh, patients that we, we manage. As far as helping them manage cardiovascular disease and their risk factors, one of the things that we do is we take a deeper dive because we're trying to figure out what typically causes their cardiovascular event that translates to their heart failure. So, you know, we go through and do an in-depth analysis of their family history, their um, social history, anything that we can ascertain to see exactly what's going on with their particular diagnosis, and then work with those patients to educate them on their current disease process and um, how to manage their disease and help them reduce any um, further hospitalizations. So that's how we work with our teams here and work to help them uh, manage their cardiovascular risk factors. And what are some of the challenges you encounter when managing that cardiovascular risk and what strategies do you use to try to overcome them? So some of the challenges that we experience with these patients are just buying in to the fact that they have a particular diagnosis, whether it be heart failure, coronary disease, or uh, diabetes. For some reason, sometimes patients hearing those diagnoses, is, it's a lot to take in. We work really hard to try to help them understand their diagnosis and just understand that, you know, it can be managed. And in some cases, it can be reversed. And so I think if we provide them enough information to be able to help mitigate those um, risks any further after after coming into the hospital. And even on the clinic side, uh, we have patients that come in, they're coming in as a referral to us. And so taking that responsibility to make sure that we uh, provide good education for them to help them understand exactly where they are and how we can help them maintain their current state of health and improve it as well. Let's uh, shift gears just a bit and focus on the 2020 expert consensus decision pathway on novel therapies for cardiovascular risk reduction in patients with type 2 diabetes. What are some of the biggest updates that have influenced you from your vantage point? So the consensus report to me is a very promising report because it has shown that we have two medications now that can help us combat the management and treatment of reducing risk factors for cardiovascular diseases, especially in those patients who have diabetes. And um, we also know that diabetes, once it it starts, it, it 
increases mortality and morbidity for those patients to have an, an acute cardiac event. So it's definitely, it, we want to jump in earlier to try to help mitigate those risks overall. But the fact that we have now two medications and the diabetic management um, arm that, can, that actually have been shown to improve cardiovascular risk is impressive. So we have the SGLT2 inhibitors in addition to the GLP-1 um, inhibitors as well. And so using either one of those drug classes to help manage cardiovascular disease is huge as they've shown decreased risk decrease overall cardiovascular risk. And even with the SGL2 inhibitor working to improve heart failure, that we have better outcomes with patients who have the heart failure diagnosis, reducing hospitalizations, improving systems. So the fact that we have some really good evidence-based studies um, with a lot of patients enrolled that are showing the same improvements, and even some of them showing that it improves uh, diabetic kidneys, it goes a long way. And the key for us is going to be making sure that we see these people earlier on in these diagnoses of um, diabetes to get them implemented into these drug therapies so that looking forward, we can reduce their overall cardiovascular risk and the ultimate goal to improving patient outcomes. Absolutely. For those just tuning in, you're listening to Heart Matters on ReachMD. I'm Dr. Matthew Sorrentino, and today I'm speaking with Ms. Elizabeth Bolton-Harris, about the emerging role of nurse practitioners and other advanced practice practitioners in managing cardiovascular risk in patients with type 2 diabetes. So now that we've briefly reviewed the 2020 expert consensus decision pathway recommendations, let's consider their impact on your role, your role as a nurse practitioner. How do you see your role and other APP roles changing? So I think the way our roles not necessarily change, but just further expand by ensuring that we are creating collaborations, team approach, their team approaches base to help these patients out. So one of the things is that we have two new diabetic drugs that are on the market. Well, they've been on the market for some time, but that can improve cardiovascular risk. And typically, you know, nurse practitioners or PAs working with cardiologists may not be the ones that initiate this therapy, but actually working with our uh, primary care colleagues and endocrinology colleagues that actually work to manage diabetes getting them on board to helping us work to try to improve these outcomes with these particular patients, requesting that we get referrals earlier to evaluate these patients in this population so that we can work to reduce these cardiovascular risks when you have uh, data that we have and that's been shown in the consensus model. So I think, and then going through and doing the mainstays, educating our patients just does not even become in, in this classification as far as with weight management, dietary intake, and overall health of, that they do in their daily basis. But also um, making sure that, you know, when we do see these patients that would benefit from these drug therapies, ensuring that we educate them and work to help them get on these therapies. And understanding that these therapies, typically newer agents are not cheaper agents. So therefore, that making sure that before you even put a patient on these therapies, that you take time to work with their insurance companies by sending those prescriptions prescriptions early to make sure that it's affordable for them to have this therapy and work to get them the medication if they have to do some type of prescription drug program. So I think those things combine together. So just good collaboration with other healthcare partners, also collaborating with dietitians, collaborating with nutritionists to make sure that these patients are doing the right things to have overall good quality health. In the long run, they're going to make the difference if we take this team-based collaborative approach. 
So keeping all that in mind, can you give us some insights into your touch points that you use with your colleagues uh, when mitigating cardiovascular risk? And tell us a little bit more about how we can really install this collaborative approach on patient care. Sure. Some of the things that um, I like to do, not only educating the patient, but getting their families involved to make sure that they're aware of the particular cardiovascular risk and the current disease management strategies, uh, strategies for their disease process. Likely, they may have some of these same issues coming along. So doing that education and having them partnering with the patient to improve their outcomes will also be helpful. And then also in in an effort, we're also teaching them how to maintain their good health as well. Also, as far as, um, like I said, making sure that when we are instituting these newer medications, that we take time to explain to these patients exactly what we're giving it to them, why we're giving it to them, making sure that we've reached out to insurance companies to make sure that these medications can be covered so that the patient doesn't feel dejected and is and can be successful in their their treatment strategies and their management. And then also just uh, continuing to, like I said, partner with our other colleagues and other specialties and discipline to make sure that we all have a, a team-based focused approach on the patient care. If you if we keep the patient as true north, like I said, we all work well together. And it's very important that we work together as teams as well because each team may be aware of some other uh, type of um, research study that may be going on that may benefit each patient that we care for and just keeping them in the loop as far as the management strategy. So we're not on an island managing our individual disease processes, but it, technically we're working together for the good of the patient to make sure that we're addressing all the patient's needs to, in order to have better outcomes. And any final key takeaways you'd like to leave with our listeners, particularly involving the role of nurse practitioners in managing cardiovascular risk in patients with type 2 diabetes? Sure. I think one of the things for us is continuing that continuing education process. Like I said, you know, I'm in cardiology. There are some new drugs that are out there. So taking that time to make sure you understand the mechanism of action of the drug, making sure you understand, um, you know, how to, how to prescribe it, best prescribing practices for the patient, um, making sure that you understand all the, the side effects that a patient may experience. So you can go ahead and communicate that information up front when you initiate these types of therapies in order to keep them in the loop about what they may be experiencing. And also, like I said, just continuing to focus in on those collaborative relationships that we have with our physician colleagues. You know, the work that uh, physician assistant and nurse practitioners do helps expand the scope of, of care that patients receive. And we want to continue to make sure that they receive good, high quality care. And by continuing to educate ourselves, educating our patients, making sure that we are imp implementing translational therapies that our patients are getting the very best of what they um, need and desire, it makes all the difference in the world. And, and as we can see by the studies or reports, it will also help improve overall outcomes and improve quality care for the patient. With those final thoughts in mind, I want to thank Ms. Elizabeth Bolton-Harris for providing new insights on type 2 diabetes and managing cardiovascular risk from a nurse practitioner's and advanced practice provider's perspective. It was great speaking with you today. It was great speaking with you as well. Thank you for the opportunity. This episode of Heart Matters was sponsored by Novo Nordis. To revisit any part of this discussion and to access other episodes in this series, visit reachmd.com slash heartmatters, where you can be part of the knowledge. 
Thank you for listening.